Thanks for downloading another episode of The Ugly Truth. Or if it's your first time, welcome. You are now an honorary UG, or hug as we like to say. We really appreciate you listening and supporting the show through our Amazon and Avon links at UglyTruth.com. And now, without further ado, The Ugly Truth. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie? I'm the frightening one. I'm the one that sharpens knives. Paula? Oh my God, that bitch is crazy. We're never coming back here. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to The Ugly Truth, everybody. It is episode 179. And you know what's funny about 179 is um, you I'm sure you've seen Legally Blonde a million times. Yes. Okay, so remember how she's got to do the LSATs and she's got to at least get a 175 to get into Harvard? Yes. Okay, I believe she got a 179. So whenever I see that number, I always think of the scene where she opens up the letter and she goes, 179! Every time I've been looking forward to saying 179, I know it's she's like, What? Like it's hard? What? Like it's hard? (laughs) I know. I love that movie. I really do. It's funny. But welcome to the ugly truth. No legally blondes here, but uh, it is the mid mid September already. I cannot believe how fast this uh, well this week specifically has just flown by. Did you forget something? <gasps> Ugh. Ugh. Sorry. God damn it's it. Right. I got a little too carried away with legally blonde. It's all right. I would. <laughs> Sorry. It's exciting for me too. Yes, but um, thank you for getting me back on track. You're welcome. Anyway, uh, the week has flown by, and Malia's birthday. She's having a birthday party on Saturday. She turned 16 last week. This was the weekend that she had available for free. You know, no games, no nothing. So she's having her friends. You know, like a dozen friends over. Oh my god, that many. Yeah, but you know what? They're all 16, so it's different. You know, and she's so casual. You know, they don't do the rager thing yet. And I mean, at least herself, she is not one of those hard partier people who needs to go to an abandoned house and live it up. She's very like, we're going to do s'mores in a fire pit. And, you know, we're going to go to Old Fair Oaks and have a scavenger hunt and all that stuff. So what we decided to do. Oh, well, so. Because the week goes by, as, as exciting and fun as it is for her, it's a lot of work for parents to yeah. put on a party. And I don't know how many parties you've put on. Probably not too many yet because your kids are well, still little. I mean, I've put on kid parties. So, I mean, right. I haven't actually had to, like, venture outside of my house or outside of, like, the Chuck E. Cheese or something right. like that. You're still in the Chuck E. Cheese area. Right. Which is great. You've got... The Sky Zone, you've got all these places where you can go and, you know, incre- John's Incredible Pizza. I just give him, like, the little token card and right. I'm like, run, go yeah, eat. see you in two hours. Eat sugar and candy and come back in two hours. Yeah, and then in two hours, you'll hear the announcement, the party of Ryan Todd, please come <laughs> to the entertainment room for your birthday. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, we're you get past that at some point, and so... I do enjoy it, but I always get like a little ugh, little Napoleon Dynamite sigh because that means I've got to clean the house really, really good. I'm going to have to say hello to all the concerned parents who've never met us before. Oh, and, yeah. you know, will there be alcohol? Will you be here all night? You know, all that stuff. Yes, we're doing uh, body shots uh, <laughs> in the kitchen. And uh, Jello shots on the Lido deck. The hookah yeah. lounge will be in the family room. <laughs> Vaping outside in the back. Right. Right. So, and I don't mind all of that. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I appreciate all the concerned parents and I appreciate all that stuff. But that requires, you know, scrubbing the house from head, you know, from top to bottom, making sure that everything is prepared, making sure everything is safe and, you know, there's always that one rogue kid who's like, hey, can we go for a walk? We just want to go to AMPM to get something to drink. You know, there's oh. always the one that wants to wander off and, you know, be brave, especially at 16, you know. Always. So is this going to be like co-ed until like a certain time? 
Well, it's yes, um, but most of the girls can't spend the night because everybody has busy lives, you know, and, you know, there's kids who have church in the morning and their parents are very like, you can go, but you've got to come home because you've got church and... Then there's the, I've got a tournament this weekend and I'm coming home just for your party and then I've got to leave because I've got to go back. And so there's a, you know, very involved, well, you don't know yet. Well, you kind of know, but as high school comes, I mean, there's never, ever a day off in the life of a teenager. Someone's always got some sort of sport or activity or something. always something going on in their lives, which is good because it makes high school way funner. But it's hard to, you know, and it's like, I look at these people and go, how do they have these huge gala affairs for their children? These big sweet 16, you know, lavish parties. But guess what? They don't. I don't I don't know of any. That's only on MTV. I know. But you would think, you know, when I mean, we had a huge party for Natalie when she turned 15. We had like 40 kids and we had a candy bar and, you know, the water slide and we did the whole thing, dance floor and all that stuff. But it was like. No one does it anymore because there's just no time. (laughs) Right. You know, first of all, what I've come to find, and I'm pretty much this way as well, none of my children are big on big parties. Like they're not a big fan. They don't have a big circle of friends that they need to gather to do the whole thing. You know, they have Mm -hmm. like their BFFs, the boyfriend and his buddy, and that's pretty much it. You know, Mm -hmm. they don't want to make it a big to do. And I'm all in on that. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Great, because, you know, nothing great happens when you have 40 16-year-olds in a room together. No, you really don't want to be outnumbered, but... You don't. And so with that being said, she's having her party. I'm looking forward to it because once it's happening, my job is done. Now I'm just, you know, playing hockey player, just keeping them on the ice. I don't need to... You know, I can literally just be sitting on my couch or sitting on my computer, Facebooking or Snapchatting and and not have to worry about it. Speaking of Snapchat, well, you should know this, actually, because you're a big Snapchatter. You can actually create your own Snapchat skin Oh, for your own event. Big concerts do it. If you go to Thunder Valley, if you go, you know, if you go to any of place, usually if you take a Snapchat and you fly through the, the skins, you'll find one for wherever you are. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so Daryl, Daryl and I are going to create a happy birthday Malia skin for our house. And you basically pay according to the parameter of your of what you want. So he's going to do our house parameter because it's on a map and then you just determine how wide of a range you want this skin available. Well, that's really cool. We'll do that and we'll probably do it so it extends into the old town Fair Oaks because they're going to do a scavenger hunt. And oh, so okay. we're going to we're going to do that and that way they can Snapchat an old Fair Oaks and and do the happy birthday Malia skin and it's 20 bucks. Oh, it's so cheap. And it, and you do it you do it for like however many hours and then how wide do you want and then you get the price and it's going to be like we're doing it for like six hours and it's 20 bucks and it's like that is such a cute idea so now it's like oh I'm doing this for everything I just thought it was so cool I loved it that is cool yeah so I'm really excited about that so with that being said we are experiencing and I told you this a couple weeks ago Somebody stole my vegetables off of my porch. Yes, you did. And you said you were going to okay. get security. We did. We put up uh, floodlights that are motion detected. Okay. And we changed up a couple of things. But yesterday, and I told you I thought it was hobos. Yeah. Yesterday, uh, the garbage cans are out for the garbage trucks to pick them up. And I'm taking Malia to school. And I pull out of my, my garage and I'm going towards the lane to leave. And there are hobos digging through our garbage. Oh, my God. So what did you do? Well, nothing. They're frightening. I mean, what am I going to do? I've got my kid in the car and it's 730 in the morning. And I'm like, you what am I going to do? straight up to them and you start blaring your horn and you stick your no. head out the window and be like, get out. <laughs> no, they're not feral cats. They're humans and they can be dangerous. So they're no, homeless I- and they're starving. They have low energy and they can't barely <laughs> run. Well, they had bikes. And so I just pulled out and I said, I don't know what to do about this. Like, I don't, I, this is so far beyond my experience level dealing with people who so you are just going through garbage. So you just left them there, Jamie? 
well, what am I going to do, Paula? I have, I, I know, just, first thing, okay. I know what you told me, but the thing is, is I had a child in the car and these were men. I'm not interested in having a throwdown with a man ha- with nothing to lose in my, in my street. It's just not in my, not with a kid in the car. No. And so, so then did you call the police? I left. Because I'm like, I got to get Malia just away from here. Really, I need to get Malia out of here. And so I took her to school and I came back and they were they had already gone through the neighborhood and they were at the entrance of the subdivision meeting. They've all had they all had met up. From what I understand, the city next to us had cracked down on homelessness. And so they all migrated to our area, our town, because it's really not that far away. And now they're here. And I realize that they're homeless and I feel sorry for the fact that they are homeless. I don't like I don't like that. These are not women and children. These are men. They could be mentally ill. They could be choosing this life. I really don't know. I'm not interested, nor do I want to bother with their personal, you know, story. Well, but what I do know. Apparently you it, do because you just gave them all a story. <laughs> hey, I haven't given a backstory to someone in a very long time. Okay. All right. A very long time. Go on. (laughs) They don't have animals, thank God. It's just them and their black garbage bags on the back of some old huffy that they pulled from someone's house, I assume. And I'm just thinking, I don't know, but this isn't going to end well. And not for me, for them. This isn't going to end well. I don't know how it's going to end for them, but one day I'm going to wake up and we're not going to have anybody homeless in our area ever again. And I don't know what it's going to be. But... I'm just kind of hoping they'll kind of migrate to the lake, to the to the river, because the river is you can literally walk to the river from where I live. And I'm just kind of hoping that they go over there and create a little area for themselves. Well, how do you know they don't already live there and they just come ashore for, you know, breakfast? (laughs) Because they're between me and the river. There are tons of rest. There's like a whole city of cute quaint little places where there's constantly food being thrown away so i don't think they've made it there yet i don't think they they've gone to that point yet because if they had they would be rifling through the several microbreweries and bakery and restaurants that are over there and they'd be eating like kings compared to going through our garbage you know, well, maybe they're looking for something else in your garbage. Maybe they well, want with that. Maybe be? they want a credit card. I don't know. Well, there ain't there's none of those are in there. But anyway, my point is, I don't really know now what's like I'm where I'm going with this other than it's uncomfortable. Did you call the police? No, you didn't. didn't. You didn't do anything. Well, because I don't know what to do in these situations. And the thing is, in all honesty, I feel like, their life is hard enough. Why do I want to have them arrested? Like, what's the point of that? Because like, you what don't is that going want them do? going through your shit outside of uh, your house. I know that. But my point is, is I don't know what, what is it resolved to have them put in jail and... They're not going to get put in jail, but the police are going to tell them to get the fuck out of there. Right. They're not like bears where you can relocate them and they'll never come back. You know, they're going to come back. But if you had pulled up on them and blared on your horn and stuck your head out the window and said, get the fuck out of here, like a crazy person, (laughs) then they're going to be like, oh, my God, that bitch is crazy. (laughs) We're never coming back here. Yeah, I don't know. Or if you have brandished maybe your firearm, if you had one. I wouldn't. You know what, Paula? I don't know what world you live in, but that ain't fucking happening for me. Okay, there's there's plenty of firearms in the world, and I absolutely refuse to be one of those people. I'm not going to do that. Then I can guarantee they definitely would have never come back. And they would have well, never they would have never stole your produce off your porch. Well, that seems like a little bit of an overkill to me. I think we have plenty of shootings going on shooting a hobo I didn't doesn't say solve shoot. any I didn't problems say shoot the hobo doesn't matter i'm not doing it it's just not it's just not that sounds I, like a video game shoot the hobo <laughs> i'm sure there is a video game called shoot the hobo and that 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 concerns me as well <laughs> but anyways so that was that i don't know if there will be any more hobo sagas but if i'm sure that i'll have plenty of backstories too it's just that I'm not going to be aggressive with people that I don't know how they're going to respond. It's not It's not safe. It's not safe. What if they had a gun? 
I mean, I don't even Jamie, know. Jamie, they're digging through your trash for food. I'm sure they don't have firearms. You don't know. You don't know their life. They would have sold it for are. a sandwich. They just, I, I mean, that makes me sad. <laughs> I'm sure they wouldn't have had it. I didn't realize you had such an experience with with homeless men. I'm not saying I, I have experience, but I'm just telling you what I would have done. Yeah, well, I don't want to. I don't want to end up on the news. So there's that. You know, I fantasized about living in this town, Fair Oaks, for so long. For as long as I can remember, I couldn't wait to get out of where we where we moved initially to get to this town because it, it was just somewhere I always wanted to be. And now we're here and it's been it's been nothing but one thing after another. It's not been anything but what I thought it was going to be. It's so irritating. Yeah, that is that is rough. Chickens and skunks and raccoons and possums and hobos and helicopters and gunshots and it's insanity. And I'm like, what? This is not the this is not the town that I fantasized about. It's just not. It's nothing like I expected. But remarkably, your house has appreciated quite a bit. In fact, the people in our neighborhood are starting to sell. Well, I mean, you guys could, re, you know, mm-hmm. you could think about selling in a couple of years. You know, eh, we'll see. I, I love I love this house. I love this house house. (laughs) i have sunk every nickel and i've had to put up with more because i had to put up with you (laughs) i love the money pit ridiculous weak trees the ugly truth podcast will always be free so we appreciate you supporting the show by shopping on amazon via our links on uglytruth.com here's jamie with her amazon pick of the week hey hugs As we say goodbye to summer, Amazon is the easiest way for you to say hello fall with everything from pumpkin spiced pretty much anything to boots to scarves and a lot of Halloween candy. If you go to amazon.com, they'll have it for you. Not only will you save a ton of time going out and about in the crowds trying to get these items, it will be delivered directly to your door. And if you're a Prime member, free shipping. So check out the Ugly Mall, click through to support the Uggs, and prepare for the cool, lovely weather of fall. You can get this deal and literally anything you could ever want from Amazon and support our show at the same time by visiting uglytruth.com slash shop. Thanks for helping out the truth. Let's get back to the show. I want to hear what this girl talk is about. What is this girl talk? So here's the thing. I have, like I said, my stepdaughter. She is Mm -hmm. 13 years old. She's in eighth grade. She's in middle school. All right. And the other day we were driving home from one of her cross country meets and she has a crush on this boy at school and they have not technically spoken. (laughs) Okay. We all, we all know how that goes, right? We do. Yes. But they run in similar circles and sometimes their circles overlap. So she, she gets near him and some of their friends like overlap so she was talking to one of his friends who happens to be a girl. And she's mentioned this girl before. Mm. And this girl, she kind of interacts with this boy a lot. Okay. And she put his hair in pigtails one day. The other day, she pretend slapped him. This other girl or your daughter? This other girl. Oh, okay. And so I said to her... Are you sure that this other girl isn't perhaps his girlfriend? Mm-hmm. Because that's what I was thinking. Right. And she's just like, no. She's like, well, I, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> so I said, here's what I'm thinking. Maybe you should get to know this girl a little better since you already mm-hmm. seem to be friends with her. Right. And kind of find out. And so... Victor it was just listening to us talk, and I said, there's a saying. I said, it says, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. And, he, <laughs> and she's like, what does that mean? And I said, well, this girl. I'm like, if it's truly, if she's not really his girlfriend, but she is a friend, 
mm-hmm. then you could use her to your advantage. And I'm like, right. you could use her to get to know him better without actually having to talk to him. And yeah. Victor stopped me and he's just like, wait a minute. He's like, this is ridiculous. Why? He's like, why don't you just go up to him and be like, hi, my name's Crystal. You know, do <laughs> you want to be friends? Oh, my God. And I'm like, excuse me. That absolutely cannot happen. No. What are you talking about? Who does that? I said, why don't you just stick to your department and I'll stick to my department here? Really? I said, this is my area of expertise. I said, I know how to deal with girl situations. And he's like, this isn't a girl situation, Paula. He's all, this is a Paula situation. And I said, oh, no, it's not. You can talk to any girl. This is exactly how all girls would operate. That's right. I'm not just speaking on my own behalf. Mm-hmm. All girls know that she cannot walk up to the boy and just talk to him. That can't happen. No. She has to go through this girl. She has to get to know him better through this girl. She has to get this girl to start talking about Crystal to this boy. That's right. To get Crystal on his radar. That's just how it has to happen. He doesn't understand anything. That's what I tried to tell him. You know what? I'd be like, this is why we have the saying dumb boy. (laughs) This is where dumb boy comes from, you fool. God, isn't it shocking that it is shocking to me that 50% of the men out there end up with women or partners and children. It's, It's amazing to me with their thinking. Now, I did tell her. I said, now hear this. I said, You have to understand, though, Crystal. You can't just full-blown go after him, though. No, you can't be aggressive. You do have to let him chase you. I said, it's fine if you want to just, like, make yourself available and kind of just put yourself on his radar and, like, you know, out there for him to see. Because I said, boys are kind of blind and dumb about those kinds of things, you know. They don't get subtlety. No, they don't. Which which is why I understand his whole, just walk up to him and go, hey. But, But the thing is, is that no... I have yet to meet a man or even a boy who doesn't love the thrill of the chase. That's 90% of it for them is the thrill of the chase. They love to be hunters. It's true. And so you you have to give them the opportunity, even if you were, even if you didn't want to be, you have to give them the opportunity to quote unquote, not for real, chase you. Right. And I always think, oh, you know, if someone, if some feminist heard me say, you got to let him chase you, they'd be like, that is outrageous. You can't say that to I a young ask, lady. I can ask a man out if I want to. Yes. Well, you know what? You go on, girl. But for, yes. but for the for the most part, nothing's changed no, since the beginning sh- of time. Chivalry is not dead. <laughs> Nothing has changed since the beginning of the time. Men love to chase women, proverbially. It's part of the excitement. You know, you find, you find, uh, I'll give you an example. When Daryl and I were, were not together, you know, I could give two shits about him. I mean, we were friends and everything, mm-hmm. but I wasn't giving him any signals whatsoever that I was interested. None. And so this went on for like two years, by the way, a long time. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I finally was, I gave him a little crumb, mm-hmm. just a little crumb. And all of a sudden, he's just like, oh, please, 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 please. And I'm just like, I don't think so. I mean, it's just, but they, and then they become obsessed. Yeah. Then they're obsessed with trying to win you over. And it hasn't changed ever. No, it's <laughs> never. True. It is true. Like I told you, I think the last time I'm like, it's, it's so funny what we retain from when we yes. were young. It's I'm true. like, girls, we talk about the silliest things. Like we talk mm-hmm. about like, Oh, he bumped into me with his backpack and he said, sorry. Well, how did he say sorry? Did he say like, sorry? Or did he say like, oh, sorry? Like he cared, you know? Did he look at you in the eye when he said it? You know, yeah. Did he say like, you know, like he cared, like he was genuinely concerned about you or, you know? Did did he look over you? Did he look at your hair? So all of it, you know, I'm like, like, we interpret everything. And this is this is what keeps girls up at night at slumber parties, you know, talking for hours. And yes, I'm like, just let me handle it. So (laughs) it's true. 
She has two other boys that have been, you know, chasing her for a while. One of them straight up just asked her to be his girlfriend. Actually, he didn't ask. His friend asked on on behalf of the other friend. Yes, his 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 attorney approached her, and she said his counsel. She said no, (laughs) and then the next day. They all went to the school dance and he bought her a soda and then asked for her phone number and she said no. And then Wow, really? Does she is she just completely repulsed by his She just said she wanted to be friends. So of course that was like uh, the kiss of death. Yeah, I was just but, gonna say. And then the other the guy he has to bad. he has to tickle her side every day. And I told her, I said, Crystal, I'm like, you know what that is? And she's like, What? Mm. I said, It's it's just the thrill of touching a girl every yeah. day. Like, and you know other what? than touching her arm. I said, mm, I'm be like, careful with that one. I told her that. Yeah. I said, if he touches any other part on your body, I said, punch him in the face real hard. He's going to pull back nubs. Yeah. You know, the thing is that those touchy boys, you got to be careful. They're pervy. Well, I, and I told him that. I, I said, like that. I told her, I said, trust me. I said, he, that's giving him. A bigger thrill than you realize. Mm. So. Yeah, you know what? There's probably a lot of stiff socks in his room. <laughs> I just that kid's gonna get humbled real fast. Somebody's gonna punch him. <laughs> probably. Someone's gonna punch him, or they're gonna put him in a in a neck lock, and a headlock, and they're gonna n- knock him to the ground, and he's gonna be embarrassed, and he'll never touch anyone. Well, again. he's the what, same one that messaged her on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Victor found out that she was receiving a message from a boy on Instagram. Yeah. And Victor says, Crystal, you're not allowed to message boys, you know, on your on your social media. Oh, and so he just says she doesn't need to be messaging boys. (laughs) Okay, well, did you did you explain to him our nun like life? about that and how well that turned out. He just feels like at her age that she doesn't need to be having one-on-one conversation with boys. He says you can talk to them at school, that's fine, but you know, Mm -hmm. privately on your messages, you just don't need to be talking to boys. That's just how he feels. Well, that's not going to stop anything, but he can certainly try. So she told him, and then he proceeded to send her two more messages. Right, because that's, that's, this guy is um, a little too aggressive. He's going to, he needs to be humbled. She's like, Dad, I'll told him, I told him to stop. And so he says, you tell him that if he sends one more message to me, he's like, he's going to have to talk to me. And so she sent him that. And then he sent one more message. Yeah. <laughs> so all it said was, okay. Oh, well, that's. But I mean, Victor was like literally unleashed. And so <sighs> he needs to get a grip. I'm sorry. Yes. So I, you know, I'm glad that you confirmed for me that everything I said <laughs> was legit girl talk, you know, yeah, and it wasn't absolutely. just me being no. off base or, you know, it's I really struggle because the the perception that you are somehow unusual is difficult because it's like he has he has experience with women and girls and he saw you know it's not like it's not like are you his the first girl he's ever interacted with in his life that this is this is the first time I mean my god you know it's like this is what girls do this is how it is and I would honestly I would be like you need to shut up well, like now. I, I basically just told him, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, stick with your department. I'll stick with mine because he Teach had, the boy how to pee outside. All right. Well, and when I said I'm going to stick with your department, I'm like, whatever that is, because I'm still <laughs> trying to figure out what that is, you know, yes. whatever helpless. <laughs> well, I just, you know, I'm still trying to sometimes I just go through these phases. I'm just like, what is it that boys do? Like, seriously, what? <sighs> I'm not trying well, to male hate or anything like that, no, but I mean, no. sometimes I'm just like, I don't know what they do. So. I will tell you what Daryl thinks his role is, uh, because we obviously we have very deep. Dis- First of all, we have such a variety of children, all different kinds of, you know, backgrounds because of our choices. You know, we're like uh, the Brady Bunch. essentially. Right. So we have a lot of different circumstances that allow, that not allow, but force us to have different perspectives and, and deal differently. But overall, Daryl feels his role as a father when it comes to girls specifically. He goes, I feel like my number one role, well, he has two, two roles. He goes, number one, though, is I need to be the example of what they need to find in a man. 
They need to see how I treat you. This is how they need to be treated when they grow up. These are the qualities that they need to look for in a man. Someone who is tender, strong, provides if necessary, you know, uh, treats you like a lady, you know, all of that stuff. Uh, Tender, all of that is really important to him. Super important to him that he sets the example of how a woman should be treated. Okay. So that's the first thing. Okay. The second thing, the second thing is that he goes, my children, my daughter specifically need to know that if they're, if they are feeling unsafe, that I'm the one that will make them feel safe at all times, whatever that means. Okay. Emotionally, you know, physically, whatever. What's really funny is that whenever they have had the, um, the balls to want to bring a boy over to meet the parents, which happens more often than it used to because it's just the world is different now Mm -hmm. so they'll be like yeah so-and-so wants to come over and i'm like are you sure (laughs) are you sure they want to come over and do that yeah yeah yeah. so it always goes well everything's everything's fine and then they come back and they say oh my god they're so afraid of dad they're oh see i can guarantee i can guarantee fucking see (laughs) it if they bring someone over the house they would be more terrified of me than they would ever be afraid of victor i thought that too and i'm very intimidating except at the end of the day whatever daryl does even though he to me i see him and he the way he talks to him and acts super friendly very kind whatever whatever vibe he's giving off they are terrified of him. It must be like a like a. There must be like a pheromone button that it like is. he must go into the bathroom and like you know press on his taint <laughs> or something and like release a release like an oil or something. Like, you may come into this home, but I have marked every corner. And then he like rubs it on the door jam. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I have licked every doorknob in this house. I don't know what it is, but they all tell me the same thing. And I'm like, and I always get kind of mad. I'm like, I'm the mean one. I'm scary. I'm the frightening one. I'm the one that sharpens knives in front of them. Every time I sharpen knives, you know, that's my thing. Or I have a baseball bat sitting on the counter. I mean, I, I always have physical evidence that I will kill you if you touch or hurt my child. But the thing is, is that whatever Daryl has done... In his DNA, and I think it's a male thing, these boys are terrified of them. And, you know, the girls, they are afraid of me. Whenever Tyler is brought home a girl, they do not want to approach me. Maybe that's just society. Like, Um, boys are inherently afraid of fathers. And girls are inherently terrified of mothers. Yeah, because no one will love my son like I do. Well, no one will ever measure up to a mother. I mean, right. ever. And so I think that's why. But it always, it, I always, like I said, I always go like, I always feel a little defeated. Like, what do you mean they're afraid of him? Not of me? Like, what? how is that even possible? But it's, you know, subconsciously, it's his job to ensure that his girls always feel safe. And that no matter what, he will be their safeguard. And those are his two big roles. He knows that I rule this house. Yeah. Everything, everything that happens in this house is me. When I, I mean, and really any mom who has the privilege of being at home and raising the kids and doing all of that, I realize that sounds old fashioned, but I don't think so. I think it's hard. God, you do everything. I mean, literally everything. everything. No day off, no office door to shut for the weekend. It's all out there. It's hard work. I don't care if you have one or 10 kids, it's still hard. But the reality is, is that if that mom goes down, if she is sick for a day or two or has to go take care of her mother for the weekend, shit gets real. It's like the submarine. It's like, it's like like red lights start flashing. Yeah. And like the other, like just if if I have a really bad mind, I'm like, "I, I can't cook dinner tonight. I'm so sorry. It's like 10 minutes later, we're going to Adalberto's. Do you want anything? Either that or the barbecue starts flaring up and everyone's having hamburgers and hot dogs. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, that would be a good day. So anyway, my point is that that is just the way it is. So I think that overall, that's what guys' roles are. When when there's children involved, (laughs) those are their roles. Example, fear. (laughs) That's it. I would probably agree with that. And I think it's probably just hasn't quite manifested no, you know, because young. my kids are young. So, you know, daddy's still like the playtime guy, the funny guy, you know, right. The one that 
giggles and you know well, he's also the one that gets him out of your hair <laughs> pretty much yeah the one that you yeah. know keeps him busy while i'm trying to do things to so, do real things yes you know that's that's still very much part of the role uh i want to talk a little bit about celeb gossip not yeah. everything not everything brangelina but a couple things you know adam levine had his baby yeah finally i felt like his girlfriend her, his wife was pregnant forever i know it did feel like it was a long time but um i think because she they don't do a whole lot of like publicity. I think, you know, they announced the pregnancy and then the next thing you know, you know, she did one red carpet pregnant and then suddenly they had mm-hmm. a baby, which yeah. is, you know, God forbid. Nice. Talk about overexposure. Yeah. Um, so they had a little girl. Dusty Rose. Dusty Rose. That's a cute name. That's, it's OK. I don't like the name Dusty for a girl. I don't. Uh, it's I mean, like, it reminds me of like an old like country you know, song. Merle Haggard. You that's know, what I thought. Album, album cover, cover, something like that. <laughs> that's exactly. I thought the same thing. I'm like, wow, that's really country sounding, like Dusty Rose. And I'm like, well, are they going to call her Dusty Rose or is her name Dusty? You know what I mean? I don't know. Who knows? Dustina, Dustinina. I don't know. Dust? Dusty Rose. And then I don't know if you saw this, and I always laugh whenever any kind of news about Ryan Gosling and Eva Mendes comes up because I always oh, think about God, how much you hate her because of her happened? turban. Yes, I hate it. What happened <laughs> the now? The turban choice. They secretly got married. Shut up. So they're not they miserable, did. I guess. Well, I, and I always, now I read into everything because of what you said about how he's kind of resigned himself because he's gotten this girl pregnant twice. His quote was, I've never been happier. My two girls are the best things ever. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly he said what nothing. he said that's nothing what he about said eva. about getting married so he said nothing about eva nothing apparently he uh, it was a very very intimate wedding friends and family and it was done like months ago like in may or something and i i'm sure i mean i can only imagine someone's mother said make this legit i'm sick of this i have grandchildren now this is ridiculous you know and so he did it he did the right thing. Oh, my God. I mean, and, until... Well, I mean, define the right thing. He just made it legal. Until I see his face glowingly discuss Eva Mendez as his wife, I refuse. I'm on the same track as you. Well, when's the last time anyone's seen him doing anything anywhere? <laughs> well, he did mean tweets the other day, which was really funny. But yeah, so I thought that was really interesting. Wouldn't have been funny if they had a mean tweet that said something like, you know, Ryan Gosling, he looks absolutely miserable, miserable. since he impregnated even Mendez. But anyway, I thought you would find that hysterical that that, it, that is funny. Confirming any kind of marriage had only to do with how much he loves his two girls, which which is great. I'm sure he's a wonderful father. <laughs> I just thought it was wow. funny that he That's didn't mention really anything bad. about the mother. <laughs> That's really bad. I know. Very strange. So then, of course, the big news of the day is the Brangelina breakup. First of all, I don't believe anything I read. I, I just okay. refuse to believe all of this garbage. Now, what I do believe is that Brad Pitt had some kind of blowout with his teenage sons mm-hmm. on an airplane. Okay, <laughs> I believe that. And I, you and I have discussed the ridiculousness that is the CPS in California. The California Child Protective Services is so debunked. It's so corrupt here. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. The fact that some someone, and I'm not going to make any accusations on Angelina Jolie's part. I'm not going to say that she had someone do it. I'm. I, well, I, of course she did. It was on a private jet, Jamie. <laughs> I. I don't want to make any accusations that she's lying or that this wasn't horrible, but to call Child Protective Services on the father of a teenage boy, that it was so terrible that it had that someone had to step in. I mean, there's been no arrests. The uh, LAPD has said there are no cases open. They've never even spoken to him. It's like. This woman is going in for the effing kill. Mm-hmm. Like she's determined to ruin him. And yeah. and no and and will have nothing to do with her children. Her children. Right. Even though there some of them are his, you know. Actually they're they're all I his because well, he, le- he adopted them all? He legally adopted the three that Okay. she had and then three of them are physically his. Biologically, yes. Yeah. It just makes me really sad because in all honesty, this 
kind of stuff happens all the time. People just aren't famous. You know, to be perfectly honest, I think this stems way beyond any um, cheating scandal. I don't. Think I don't. I don't think it has anything to do with cheating, actually. Because I thought I read a long time ago that they had one of those open relationships. I don't agreed. I don't think she really cares that he sleeps around. And not only that, but the but the actress uh, I can't pronounce her name because it's Marianne Cotard or some Cotard like Cotillon. She has out. First of all, she's like, first of all, I'm pregnant. Second yeah. of all, I've been with the man of my dreams for like 10 years. And they have already have a child. Right. And so regardless of that, though, I mean, I don't think he really cheated with that lady. But I, mean, I don't either. Even if I don't even either. if he did. I mean, I I'm not entirely positive that Angelina would have really cared, to be perfectly honest. Because not to create this kind of thing. I don't think not so. I think she really had issue with the way he interacted with the children and mm-hmm. she must have somehow believed in her mind that there was some sort of abuse issues or some anger issues and maybe there were legit anger issues yeah. with him or yeah. or maybe they just fought horribly and mm-hmm. they fought that way in front of the children of the and it was upsetting the mm-hmm. children but she was yeah. just not able to separate that they that's sh- a lot. They shouldn't to be fighting in front of their children, and somehow right. equated it to fighting in front of my children upsets my children, and so he's the problem because he's the loudest or something. I don't really know. Well, but, I mean, the way I, and you're right. It, my guess is that there was a lot of a lot of yelling and arguing going on, and you know, <clears throat> when you you know, love can turn to hate very quickly, mm-hmm. even for just an argument. I mean, right, and. You know, the reality is, is that that kind of hateful people don't fight fair, especially in in marriage. And man, can you say and do stuff that you instantly, you know, you look back and go, I can't believe I said that. Or or maybe you're glad you said it. But the problem is you did it in front of 12 eyes that and ears that probably shouldn't have seen or heard it. Mm -hmm. And they do a lot of traveling. And you know what? I don't know if Brad Pitt signed up to have a collection of children like that at that level. But I think at some point for any parent who has that many kids, the stress level is going to hit certain parts of your time of your life and you're going to just like lose it. Maybe this just can, maybe this is just escalated to, you know, superstar proportions that we can't even, you know, we can't even imagine, you know, they have staff and nannies and chefs and, you know, entourage maybe it just got really ugly you know because clearly this is about the kids for her she doesn't want them parented by him at all ever again that's really the bottom line is what i see but the thing is is that she doesn't get to just decide that of know? course not of course and not. so she, and she doesn't get to just suddenly kidnap them and no. start making all these claims and then now right basically get to start brainwashing them for the next 10 to 15 yes. days until a court hearing happens. Right. You know, that's that's just really shitty. I think it's shitty too, but it, it also, I mean, man, she came out with guns a blazing, man. She did not hold back. Well, you know, Jane, she's not stable. She's been mentally unstable her whole career in life. Well, so. she's definitely not shown to be, I mean, she's definitely shown that she can clean up and she has definitely has very good intentions when it comes to the welfare of children and I would never begrudge that of anybody but at some point when you choose to have a very large family you have to kind of put that to work in your own life first right and I'm just wondering if perhaps that didn't happen I can't I can't even imagine what their what their life can be like but I do know what being married with a lot of kids is like and then you add unending supplies of cash and travel and demands for their job and appearances and her health and his need to clearly it's been proven that he likes to escape well i don't blame him have you seen her i mean yeah she's a, I'm just she's psychotic and not only well, that we, i mean she's we don't know mal- that no she is she said that before <laughs> with the girl interrupted when she i mean she made out with her brother at the academy awards yeah, that was a I, long time ago, but I know. But I mean, saying. you don't escape something like that. That that doesn't go away. You control away. it. You can control you can, it. You can control it. But then you also look at her today. I mean, she's malnourished and mm-hmm. she's, you know, she's gaunt. 
And you don't just adopt three children and then go on to have three more, especially when you're single. And then you find someone who's, you know, a married man. And then yeah. you, you know, take him from his wife and then well, go on to have know. three more of your own. Yes, that's yeah. exactly what happened. <laughs> you're being you're you're being very presumptive that he he was just a victim and all of this and had nothing. I'm to not do with saying no, 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 I'm not saying he's a victim, but I'm just saying let's not paint the picture that she's not this individual either. First of all, we don't know these people, so we'll never truly know what the what the what the straw was. But it didn't at all not cross my mind that perhaps with all of the health issues that she's had that maybe her perspective on things is not necessarily the most accurate version of what's going on unless of course he's truly beating the shit out of his kids i mean we don't even know what health issues did she have oh she's had all of her reproductive um organs removed her breasts removed because she has the BRCA gene and her mother and all of her, all of the women on her side of the family have died of cancer horrifically young. Why did she have her reproductive organs removed? Because she was, there was a incredibly high likelihood that she would, would have been diagnosed with a female cancer. So she had all of that taken care of early on. Her mother died very, her aunt died at like 40. And her mother just died not even five years ago, I don't think, I think. And she's young. Yeah. So, but because she tested, she did the BRCA gene thing. Right. You've heard of that, right? Yeah. Well, she came back with both of them, one and two. And the likelihood of her having cancer very soon into her 40s would have been very likely. So she did the preemptive approach where she just had everything removed so that that wouldn't happen. And in this day, I mean, that's why she has, I mean, she, and she had all the children, you know, Mm -hmm. so she wasn't like she was not going to miss out on motherhood. So yeah. Yeah. But, but but my, my point is, is that when you do something like that, I just wonder, you know, it does obviously affect a woman's hormone levels and it affects all kinds of things. Anybody who has a hysterectomy will tell you that. Mm -hmm. So I'm just, sometimes I wonder if perhaps, and it's really unfair to say this, but you know, given the impression that he wasn't beating the shit out of his children or screaming at them and threatening to kill them or something daily, if this is in fact her perspective that is a little skewed, I'm wondering if that might have something to do with it. Yeah, I don't really know. But I mean, they listed the date of separation five days before she left. And Mm. if the incident was this so-called incident on the airplane Mm -hmm. and, you know, the son intervened and got struck or whatever oh is that what they're saying that's what they're saying is is that there was supposedly uh, an altercation between her and him they were fighting on an airplane and the son jumped up between them to stop fighting and angelina like he went to go like either move the son or do something to the son and she she got in the way and the son was struck, but they don't know if it was on purpose or if it was like an accident. Like maybe he moved him out of the way, like get out of my way and or he some, got pushed or something. Or something happened, but they don't know mm-hmm. if it was it on purpose or if it was an accident or whatever it was. But supposedly it was like the last straw. Got it. And that's what CPS is investigating was this incident on the jet. Right. And so I'm just like, really? (laughs) My son got in trouble because he hit his sister the other day. So I took my cell phone and I smacked him on the top of the head with it. And I said, don't hit people. It hurts. And I'm just like, is someone going to call CPS on me now? (laughs) Yeah. You know, and then he he started crying and he said I gave him a headache and his dad told him to man up. (laughs) The Uggs know if you're going to go out in public, it's best that you at least do a lip and a clip. To help out, Paula has your Lip and Clip Tip of the Week, brought to you by the Ugly Truth Avon Store. Here's Paula. It's beginning to look a lot like fall time. It's time to change your hair color and your makeup color, because fall is in the air. But don't worry, Avon has got you covered. Right now, they have a buy one, get one for $2.99 on all their face makeup products. So put down those pumpkin spice lattes and visit UglyTruth.com and stock up on some goodies. 
You deserve it. Get this and tons of other Lip and Clip favorites from our Avon store at UglyTruth.com slash shop. And now, once again, here are the Uggs. I realize that it's really easy for us to make assumptions on everything. It's it's very easy to just assume that Angelina Jolie is a crazy bitch and uh, bitter and angry because they fought and it got a little it escalated and Brad Pitt was the louder voice or however you wanted to put it. But we don't really know. And the thing is, is I don't even want to know. I don't even like, care. I don't want to know. It doesn't even sound like it's even CPS worthy. I'd rather CPS go save babies that are in real right. danger. Go save a you crack know? baby. You know? I mean, the thing is, is that, but, but the point is, is that all, you know, if it's so important, where's the press release just says Angelina and Jolie have chosen to file for divorce they are working currently working on how to deal with the children and custody more to come she's, and not she's just so pissed off probably about what happened that mm-hmm. she is just absolutely refusing to let him see any of the children well, that's she really get what to it do is that. yeah she don't get to do that and you that's not how it works when you have kids i just wish that we didn't have all of this information it's like do you really think that this is going to do anything for his career do you think you're going to ruin Brad Pitt Honestly, well, she no. she thinks she's ruining him because she obviously knows how much he loves his kids. Well, that's and that's how she's ruining him, and that's what's yeah. that's what's the most malicious, yes, horrible part about it. But like I said, you can't say that that he isn't or wasn't these things. You just don't know. My my point is is that all of it is none of anyone's business. The fact that it got, the fact that she released all of this dirty, dirty laundry is offensive to me because this kind of shit happens every day. Paula, I swear to God, if I was, if I was famous and people knew the shit that I went through when Daryl and I were going through that custody battle, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I would be, I would be so well known. Everyone would know everything. And it would uh, half of it would be lies because of some other angry person. It's just so inappropriate. And and that alone makes me want to question the validity of all of these claims, because if it was truly, truly grievous, I don't think we'd know about it. I don't think anybody would know about it. Angelina Jolie if this is truly what happened to her children, then she's a bad mother for allowing it for so long. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Right? Right. So, I mean, what what makes you think that this won't come back and hit her in the ass? Her flat little ass. You know, what's interesting to me is Brad Pitt hasn't said anything. He hasn't nope. said he hasn't said who his lawyer is. I'm guessing he has a full arsenal of details that he is ready to launch and he will when it's time to go to court and he's just not saying anything because he doesn't want to give anyone any kind of information i honestly i mean the way that brad pitt has lived his life up to this point because he's been famous for decades Mm -hmm. my guess is that i mean like to this day nobody really knows why jennifer aniston and brad pitt broke up i mean i realized that he you know slayed you know went over and, and started hanging out with angelina jolie but their marriage was over before that but no one knows why and no one ever will. That's why there. That's why there's so much speculation, even to this day, you know, because they just they just don't do that. Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt did not fillet their relationship out for the whole world to eat, you know. And so that's why I have I struggle with this kind of bullshit because it's so. You're right. There's a lot of anger going on. <laughs> there's a lot of anger. But he doesn't do that. So it'll be interesting to see how this works. I have no doubt that he will have plenty of ammo for that day in court as well. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to I don't think he's going to slip it to page six anytime soon is my point. No, but she'll be plenty blindsided. Well, sadly, I know we're going to this is going to, you know, consume our not our lives personally, but it will consume the lives of gossip columns for many, many, many months. Well, it didn't have to be this way. It certainly didn't. So thanks, Angelina. Thanks for embarrassing your children. Go, you know. go eat a steak. Stop feeding off your brain. Use it properly. <sighs> Take some vitamins. 
Good so night. anyway, well, speaking of uh, nothing to do with any of that stuff, let's talk about our small little lives and uh, go for our ugly and awkward moments of the week. Okay, so uh, I would say about five months ago, I saw that the circus was coming to town, and so Mm -hmm. I like to take the kids to the circus, Mm -hmm. and so I bought four tickets to go see Barnum and Bailey, or Ringley Brothers and Barnum and Bailey uh, Circus. Okay. Well, I would say about a month later, we got word that uh, my stepdaughter would be coming to live with us. Right. And so baby makes five. (laughs) And so I told Victor, I'm like, well, I'm like, that means one of us is going to have to take the other three kids to the circus. And one of us is going to have to stay home. And he's like, oh, you couldn't get any an extra ticket next to our seats. And I'm like, no, I couldn't. Right. And so he's like, oh, okay. He's like, and I'm like, well, I already took Ryan and Olivia myself. I said, why don't you take them since you've never been? Right. And I'll just stay home. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, that's fine. So fast forward to the date of the circus. They needed to leave by like, you know, a certain time. And so I'm printing them out. And I, they're, they're all excited. Everyone's got their shoes on and everyone's ready to go. And I'm like, all right, guys, hold on. I'm like, I just got to finish printing the tickets. So, you know, tickets are printing on the printer. And I'm taking them out and I'm, you know, looking at the tickets. And I'm like, okay, you know, blah, blah, seat row, blah, da, da, da. And I'm looking and I'm just like, this this is weird. I'm like, what 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 is this? And it says Saturday. (gasps) You bother. And I'm just like this. I'm like, this can't be right. I'm like, this is (laughs) is Saturday. This isn't right. And I'm like, Saturday, three o'clock. And I'm like, no, I'm all today. It's Sunday. It's almost three o'clock. That's not right. I bought Sunday for three o'clock. And so I printed out four tickets and I just said, Victor, I'm like, something wrong. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, these are for Saturday at three o'clock I'm like Sunday and I'm like I'm sure I bought for Sunday and and so he looked at him and he's like no these are for Saturday that that, oh no that that was yesterday and so Uh oh so now what the kids are like what's wrong and they're like uh so we have a problem (laughs) they're like the tickets we got were for yesterday actually and so we don't have tickets for today's circus and everyone's like oh and i'm just like i'm so sorry guys i felt like the biggest asshole on the planet <laughs> yeah i couldn't believe that i i could sworn i bought the tickets for sunday well that was forever ago why would i you, know, you know what I but mean? i could have sw- i should have checked or something i just i should have right. looked yeah but i did not and i bought the tickets for saturday and so Victor's just like, well, let me let me just try and call him. Like, what are you gonna call him? Like, Victor, it starts in like an hour. I'm like, what are you gonna call the circus? (laughs) I'm like, where are you gonna call? And so he called Ticketmaster, and they said, there's nothing we can do. You know, all all sales are final, non-refundable, non-transferable, especially after the date after the events passed. And so he's like, okay, and they're like, they're like, especially now. for today's event, it's already closed since it's less than an hour away. He says, "You, they're like, you could try and call the box office if you wanted to. And so yeah. Victor called the box office. And, uh, you know, Victor speaks charm like it's a second language. And mm-hmm. so he called the box office. He spoke to Lisa. And oh he's like, so, Lisa, I have a problem here. And he explained to her what was going on. And she's just like... Well, you know what? Don't worry about it. Why don't you come down? She's like, we'll get you the four tickets and you can just buy an extra one for the fifth person and we'll put mm-hmm. you guys all together. The fifth person? Did he happen to mention it was his wife? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so we all got in the car. We drove down to the place. Mm-hmm. We got all, all tickets, got the fifth ticket for $20 and... Okay. We all saw the circus on Sunday. 
Dun, 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 dun. No, granted, I, our tickets weren't as good, but we were still all there. So everything worked out just fine. But yes. I mean, <laughs> the odds of that actually working out were I know. freak odds. Freak yes, odds. That's true. We, that is true. I should have been horribly punished for being such a horrible person. And you were horribly punished. You had to go to the circus. No. <laughs> The kids had god. so much fun. Oh my god, they had so much fun. Well, I'm but. glad. I I would rather stick a needle in my eye than go to the circus. But I'm glad that they enjoyed it. But the fact, I mean, Jamie, my heart couldn't have. My heart sunk to like my big toe. I couldn't yeah, believe when I, I saw that. the Saturday. I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that would be very heart wrenching. I I agree. You know, but no matter what it is, I mean, if it had been a movie premiere or something. Thing, you know it would have been I mean know, but talk so about terrible. getting three kids all riled up all day long about <laughs> going to, to the circus they're all standing there wait. you know <laughs> their, sh- their shoes on Olivia's got soft blanket they're like all ready to get in the car you know just yeah. waiting for these tickets to print and then I'm just like uh well mom did it again I'm like just <laughs> guess what kids and that's exactly what I said I'm like well uh I kind of made it uh oh because I'm such an airhead well yeah it's just awkward I'm sorry that you're so awkward I know it's not even <laughs> so awkward I was an asshole I just you weren't an asshole it's not like you actively did it I just felt like that would mean you jerk. did it on purpose you're just a schmo just felt an like awkward s- schmo felt like such a jerk Nah. Being a jerk and an asshole means you did it on purpose. Well. You didn't. Anyways. So. so All right, we Angelina. Were to, we were able to fix it this time. This but. time. So, okay. Mine. I didn't even know it was an awkward moment until it was happening. <laughs> That's what happened. I am not an airhead. I play one on television, but I'm not actually an <laughs> airhead. I'm quite smart. But... We are Uggs, and sometimes the obvious escapes us. Then these awkward moments occur, like you and the tickets. Daryl and I, and I didn't really get to tell you about it. It was just a really fun time. But Daryl and I went to the city last week to see a show. We saw Casey Musgraves. Yeah. We had a really good time. It was at the Fillmore. The Fillmore is an iconic place to see artists. Everybody that you can imagine has been through those doors, and it's a very small venue. There might be a thousand people that can fit in there. It's such a great place, and anybody who knows anything about music knows what the Fillmore is. So we were there, had a couple of drinks. We were singing out loud. We, we, I don't know what came over us. It was like we were like normal people again. We were no longer parents. We were just a couple. It was really great. We were singing Charlie Rich. Well, that's really cool. L- Really loud after a couple of whiskeys. It was so great. What was funny is because Daryl Daryl didn't really believe me when I said that our mom was really into outlaw country music. Yeah. And I said, oh, no, we were raised on that. He goes like, right. and so he's quizzing me. He's like, all right, well, give me some names. I'm like, okay, uh, Charlie Pride, Charlie Rich, Waylon Jennings, uh, Willie Nelson. Um, you know, and then on a good day, we'd listen to Mickey Gilly. <laughs> like, I don't even, you know, Chris Christopherson. I mean, is that good enough for you? And he goes, what is Charlie Rich saying? And I'm like, oh, God, fine. So I started singing. My baby makes me smile. Whoa, don't you make me smile. And so then we started totally breaking out into song. And we, we made a scene and we sang the song in front of a crowd. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was really funny. That's not my awkward moment, though. Oh, OK. So get home. I am on fumes. And I had just enough gas to get Malia to school, but to go get her, to pick her up from school, I needed to go to the gas station. So I go to the gas station that's right around the corner from my house, and the ATM is broken, cash only. And I'm like, who does this in this day and age? Who does cash only at a gas station anymore? That's crazy. So I go to another gas station. I am three miles away from running out, literally running out of gas. And I have run out of gas in my car, so I know that I am in dire need. So I pull into the gas station, whip out my ATM card, and I get ready to pump the gas. So I put the gas thing into the hole, and I press pump, and it goes for about two seconds, and I have 19 cents on the board, and no gas is coming out, and it keeps clicking. And over and over again, this is happening, and I'm like, okay, 
I am not an idiot. Why isn't this pumping? This, this thing is broken. This is broken. So I go into the gas station place, what, you know, where the cashier is. Mm -hmm. And I said, um, your gas pump isn't working. It keeps stopping and it's at 19 cents and I'm like desperately in need of gas. What do I do? And of course I could barely understand him, <laughs> unfortunately, but he's like, I'm going to help you. And I said, oh, okay. So we go out there and he goes, is your car really empty? And I said, what? Yeah, it's really empty. It's why I'm here, you know? He said, well, it's so empty that the, the, the air in the tank is pushing back on the pump and it won't let the gas come out. So I don't know what he did, but he made it work. And I said, okay, so are you gonna do this? And he's like, uh, yeah. So <laughs> I ended up making the cashier pump my gas. <laughs> God. And Daryl goes, you got someone to pump your gas for you? And I said, yes, I did. Well, I you did. could have just said, I'll take over. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. And I said, let this be a lesson to you. <laughs> you can't put gas in my car at all times. I don't know when I became ill-equipped to pump my own gas, but I don't do it anymore. And somehow, subconsciously, I was able to manipulate someone to put gas in my car. I mean, I truly couldn't get it to go past 19 cents. Well, I get that part. Yeah. Yeah. But and he got it to go right away. And I was like, oh, thank God. You know, I'm like, thank you so much. There must have been and some the, sort of trick. I, apparently. Well, yeah, the trick of, you know, normal people know how to pump gas. So, no, there. Well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Finally, uh, after a few awkward moments of silence, he said, well, I, th I think it's going to be fine now. And then he, I said, thank you. And he left. So, but I, like, I wouldn't touch it. I just stood there and watched it go because I didn't want to, like, make it stop and then have to go in there again and right. ask him to assist. So anyway, Daryl was rolling his eyes. I go, you know what? I realize that I have these moments of awkwardness where I don't know what I'm doing. And it's like these weird, strange moments in my life. I said, but somehow, shockingly, I survived before you existed. Isn't that weird? Isn't that funny? That somehow I was able to take care of myself as an adult without you. It I is, know it's weird, but I did it. it I can't possible. say the same for you. <laughs> it is. Well, that is true. I mean, you did see what kind of shape he was in. He was in. He needed work. He needed work. So anyway, that was my awkward moment. Well, good for you, I guess. Even though that was kind of mean, but. It wasn't on purpose, though. I wasn't trying to be mean. I, it just kind of. You know, I get princessy sometimes and I don't even know I'm doing it, I think is the thing that makes it awkward is that I don't even know I'm doing it. But uh, I think you win this week. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. You really uh, pulled a fast one on your kids. <laughs> well, I didn't mean to, but yeah, thank God it was we were able to save the day. Well, not me. Victor was able to save the day with his uh, charming self. So, yes. God knows what sexual favors he had to offer, but no, I'm just I don't know. kidding. What did Lisa look like? I guess that would be my big question. I, I saw her. It wasn't good, but... Okay. Well, then she had a little thrill. Yeah. I'm like, good for her, but <laughs> I don't care. Yes, good for her. It got us tickets, so that's all I care about. <laughs> yes, well, I'll I... pour them out every now and then. You know what? Whatever you got to do, right? Whatever I got to do. Whatever you got to do. So anyways, right, well, I, I think that's a wrap. Yeah, I think that's a wrap for this week. So yes. thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thanks for uh, the downloads and for shopping our sites, and et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. We will be back next week for more fun. So more fun and more thrills. Keep shopping. Keep downloading. Uh, other than that, I think that's all. So we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. That's a wrap. But make sure to watch your podcast feed for all the screw-ups and edits from this episode and what we call Ugly Cuts. And then we'll have a brand new full episode for you next week. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth. <laughs>